This episode is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Coming to Kickstarter, May 2nd, 2019. You summoned me, mistress. Go to Arkham, gather relics and new initiates to grow our numbers. Return them to me and find exaltation in our Lord's amaranthine embrace. Thy will be done. Squamish Studios presents Arkham Relic Hunt, a competitive card game for two to four players designed by Damon Gregory. Move your acolyte through H.P. Lovecraft's Arkham. Build up your final score by discovering relics and gaining new initiates for your order. Cast rituals and spells to help achieve your goals or sabotage other players. The player with the most points at the end win. Those familiar with the Cthulhu mythos will find familiar items and magic harvested from stores by Lovecraft and Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Now, what treasures lay hidden in Arkham's shifting shadows? Follow Squamish Studios on Facebook for more details. The man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. When I saw the title, I thought it was a joke. When I saw the trailer, I thought it was too good to be true. When I saw the movie, I had some thoughts. And I had to discuss it with my colleagues from Monsters Among Us, Secret Transmission, and Zing This podcasts. We had a great time talking about Hellier and wanted to check out another bit of cryptid-related entertainment. So I suggested this new movie starring the legendary Sam Elliott. I mean, a man who killed Hitler and then the big foot? What could go wrong? Spoilers ahead, so if you still want to see it fresh hold off on venturing forth with this bonus episode. Otherwise, enjoy our review of The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot on this bonus roundtable episode of Blurry Photos. Everybody, welcome to another round table. <laughs> I don't know where I rolled the R on that. It was kind of like in the back of my throat. <laughs> the, the rolling of the R was an afterthought. Uh, hey, I'm David Flora from the Blurry Photos Podcast. We're doing another review of um, media, <laughs> new media that's out there because it was fun the first time and we want to do it again. Uh, and back at it again, uh, my lads from uh, all the podcasts, why don't you boys introduce yourselves, and uh, we'll roll in on into this monstrosity. <laughs> this is Derek from Monsters Among Us podcast. This is Toby from the Secret Transmission podcast. And this is Zinger from the Zing This podcast. Boys, how are you? Welcome back. I, I don't know. I watched this movie, so... <sighs> I'm with Zinger on this one. Hey, Zinger, before we get started, I need to ask you a question. What does your Nazi watch say right now? What time is it? What, what, what time is the Nazi watch? I can't tell. I can't oh, tell I what can. time my watch says. It's Nazi time. <laughs> I, oh, I am so boys. glad you uh, said something. You Okay. So you messaged me that, and it was like five minutes after, like because me and you were watching it like five minutes apart from each other. And you said, and you said that. And me and Ellie were watching it. And I'm like, when it came on, I'm like, how do you tell time on that thing? 
So this that was like a day before I had watched it. So I was like, what are they talking about? Is it just like an heirloom? Like, is it? And then, yeah. And then it pops up. So we didn't um, even mention right, what so, movie we're watching, by the way. Yeah. Let me <laughs> jump. Let me set things up for us. So we got together uh, and this was my idea, which is um, this is which is why I owe everyone a beer. <laughs> I told them it, it was yours because they were blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, this one was my idea. I called this audible. Uh, so first of all, the movie is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot, which from a title like that, you would expect to be friggin amazing, right? Yeah. Um, so this this movie, you can find it. Uh, you can find it on a, a couple of different streaming platforms. Uh, and I think that's about all you can find it on. I don't think it. It might have gone to select theaters. I don't know. I didn't go that far into it, but uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, but you have to pay for it. That's that's one caveat here. Um, rent it or buy it at yet at your peril. Um, don't don't buy it. Just rent it. Trust <laughs> yeah, trust me on this. Uh, 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 yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I may own it too. So yeah. It's on my voodoo. I, I thought about it, and then the well, thought process went through my mind. If this movie's terrible, then I own another terrible movie. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just rent this one, and I'm so happy that I made that decision. So this movie stars Sam Elliott, which probably is is the main draw of the movie besides the title. It's directed by Robert D. Shkovsky. <laughs> wait, wait. Krzykowski. Make Toby pronounce it. No, no. <laughs> It'll be ten times worse. Well, he's, let's just say Mike he's Krzyzewski? a first time and last time full feature length film director. I, I doubt anyone's ever going to give him another shot after this film. Well, we can. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, a little bit. But so, <laughs> I'm jumping the gun here. <laughs> So I saw this come out not too long ago. Um, I, I saw the trailer for it, and I don't know if it was just if it popped up on uh, YouTube or Facebook or or what. But I thought it was a joke, and As then I watched I. the trailer, and still thought I was it was like a joke. this. Well, yeah, I, I I was like this this might actually be uh, an actual movie, and it kind of sounds like it would be really badass. <laughs> And the trailer makes it kind of look badass. It does. Right? It does. And the thing that worried me was when I saw the trailer, I saw all these awards popping up. I'm like, this isn't going to be what I think it is. It did get awards. Yeah. Like, Derek, do you remember? It was like, was it South by Southwest or like, um, it, it got some award from some, but it was like a, an independent Nevada City Film Festival, this says. Yeah, it might have been just something for showing up, like a <laughs> participation <laughs> award or... Something. Sorry, I don't. I don't see it on here. I'm. I'm on IMDb and I don't see it. But I need to tell you guys something. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, I make. Good. I'm poking fun at it, but I actually enjoyed it. Didn't enjoy the last ten minutes. I enjoyed the rest of it though. And I'm. I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> it. But I feel like I'm the the one in four that actually liked it. <laughs> I. <laughs> I liked it, but it was one of those things where I f- it finally clicked in my head that this is not what th- this is not the title card of the movie. It's something deeper. That's why I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm on board now with what this is doing. Also, I feel like the name for this movie was came up with uh, during a Cards Against Humanity <laughs> game. Uh, by the way, they told us not to read an ad. 
(laughs) (laughs) And David just lost his sponsor. (laughs) Well, you know, my biggest hang up here, and it's it's obvious that I hated this movie with a passion. I I watched it twice just to make sure. Will you like a movie one day? Oh, I, I like a lot of movies made in the 1980s. Um, <laughs> the, my my big problem with it is you have a title that promises action. It's promising you they're going to kill Hitler. They're going to kill Bigfoot. It's going to be epic. It's going to be this huge adventure, Grindhouse style. It, the poster, Grindhouse style. Like you yeah, look at that thing yeah. and you look at this nice looks poster. awesome. This is a brilliant poster. This reminds me of the 80s when I would go to the... To the uh, uh, well before Blockbuster, I grew up in a stick, so it wasn't even Blockbuster. It was a place called Visions, and our, <laughs> our membership number was 80. That's how early on we got into all this. <laughs> but I would pick out like these horror films, and it would have like the awesomest VHS cover you've ever seen. I'd get it home, and it was the worst piece of shit I've ever put into a VCR. Yeah. And this is the exact same problem. It's a beautiful title. It's a beautiful poster. They got Sam freaking Elliott in it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not a good action movie. It's not a good horror movie. It's not a good thriller movie. It's not a good comedy. It's none of these things. It doesn't have a genre. It doesn't have a voice and it doesn't have a point. I'm done. Well, I'll see you guys next so- week. <laughs> 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 well, okay. I As I was watching this, I, I, I noticed that, you know, what it is. But I, I, as I was watching it the whole time, I was like, this could easily have been a Quentin Tarantino movie. It should have been a Quentin Tarantino movie. And I feel yeah. like if, if Tarantino would have had a hold of this uh, script and everything, he would have made it something really, really special. I don't think it's a bad movie. I liked it, like I said. But I think a Tarantino could have really done something wild with this kind of uh, story. I could see him uh, doing a good job with this, too. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Let me read you the um, the tag for it. This is from IMDb. I think the uh, the Amazon... Um, tag tagline to tell you the description of the movie. You know, the short little blurb is just a little bit different, but it's it's pretty much exactly the same uh, language and what it's saying. The blurb here is: a legendary American war veteran is recruited to hunt a mythical creature. It's not wrong. It's <laughs> not wrong. No, you it, don't see much of that. <laughs> that's about what like twenty percent of the movie. <laughs> If you're being generous, I think, yes. yeah. So this movie was kind of a bait and switch. To me, it's more of a, like you said, Derek, it's not sure what it wants to do. It's kind of a coming to terms with uh, regret and uh, old age. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a love story. It's a brother story. It's a story about brothers. Like, it's, a kinda, it's kind of a couple of different things. And then there's a couple of really cool things of a guy killing Hitler and a guy killing a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, on the whole, I'll say I appreciated the originality of it. We often complain about movies being just like rehashes these days. There's nothing new coming out there. So I'll give it credit. It tried something pretty, pretty spectacular. It didn't really deliver on what it promised. That's the thing. Like, it's promising, like you said, Derek, all this stuff from the title, from the poster, from the casting, from the previews, from, like, the blurb, and then that, it delivers, like, such a sliver of that, and the rest of it is, like, it's an indie movie, and it's trying to to tell a different story than it promises, I feel like. What do you guys think? 
Well, I just wanted to point out a very interesting thing. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, this movie's technically certified fresh. Really? <laughs> 73%, which is still fresh, apparently. I think they're 3% over the fresh. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty decent. Um, though the audience score, though, is 53%. So that's still, I feel still higher than I, I would think that that I feel was more accurate. Now, yeah, the thing that irritated me about this movie was it. I, I was sitting there and I paused the movie a few times just to see how much time was left. Not because <laughs> I was like, I was like, when are they going to get to the Bigfoot? When is something going to happen? Like, I mean, it's it's building up this guy who. It's just. It was like, did you guys just film Sam Elliott? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just guys just go? House. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it's 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 gr- and and mind you, I don't think other people can pull off just the world weariness and the just what he just the way he portrayed the role of somebody who was carrying like the weight of the world on his shoulders at one point, like just someone who's just down out and just like just kind of just lives day to day and doesn't really, I don't think, has a drive. Well, they wasted, what they did is they wasted a good character. Uh, Sam Elliott does the best he can possibly do with, uh, what was the character's name? Barr. Cecil Calvin Barr. Calvin Calvin Barr, that was his name. Uh, It's almost like they wrote this whole script out where they kill Hitler and then they hunt down and kill Bigfoot. And then they sign on Sam Elliott and they're like, oh, well, he's way too old for this shit. So basically... Uh, you're like, oh, well, let's just skip the hunting part. Uh, spoilers, by the way. I think there's going to be a ton of spoilers in this, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Already? We're, we're assuming you, people <laughs> already? have seen it. Or, okay. Okay. Or I just want to make sure everybody that, knows what's, yeah. what's going on. But uh, essentially, he goes to Canada to hunt down Bigfoot, and he's in this fire ring of some sort. I don't what, what was with the fire? I didn't understand I, that. I think they had to set up some some barrier. Contamination so ring or something. Yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't cross. Well, so let's let's bring up the plot because the whole, the reason he's hunting Bigfoot is basically because Because he, he killed has, Hitler. <laughs> well, that. Sorry, he killed Hitler, Bigfoot didn't kill Hitler. That would have been a more interesting movie. <laughs> well, Bigfoot has a disease and he's giving it to all the wildlife and it's starting to spread to humans. And they have to track down Bigfoot and they've already sent in a bunch of people to try to hunt this Bigfoot down and they either come back empty handed or they didn't come back at all. And there's only uh, one Bigfoot too, right? In this, in this land? Yeah. Only one Bigfoot and he was the only one with immunity. Yes. I was about to say he has a strange immunity to all this too, to whatever the disease is. And that's the other reason they pick him. Like, of course he does. (laughs) It's a, it's a really cool idea that we've, I don't think any of us have ever heard of like a cryptid like being that dangerous because it got sick and i think that's a really neat unique idea for a story and well and then even with the hitler stuff like he makes he makes a whole point about like why he basically hasn't told anyone that he has he was the one that killed hitler and he's like because he was it was already in motion what he was doing like killing the man didn't mean anything his evil was already in motion. And I thought all of that was like, oh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, if, if this is how it would have actually went down, yeah. And then the whole Bigfoot thing, yeah, if a cryptid got a disease, heck, it could be catastrophic. So I thought the, the, the plot of the, of the movie was really cool and interesting. It was just all the in-between that was like, why are we watch, watching this man take pills? And what was the deal with the pills? 
We never found out what the pills were for, but he threw them away. There's a lot after of stuff. That stuff went crazy. I have a theory, but I don't want to. I, I told Zanger about it. It's uh, all, in, all in his head because he stopped taking I, his meds. I really think so. I think that's what this whole movie is really is about. Is that he stopped taking his medicine and he was kind of off already because he's he's lonely or whatever. You know, who knows what he his saw PTSD in World War II as well. Yeah. Yeah, so he stops taking the medicine, so now he thinks he killed Hitler. Now he thinks he's <laughs> the government is uh, sending people to pick him up to go f- take on Bigfoot. I don't know. The Again, it, this may, movie made me think a lot while I was watching it, and that's why I enjoyed it. So, I don't know. I know there were some boring slow parts, but I thought it was interesting. Well, if you li- if you like the idea of the of a cryptid possessing some sort of, uh, in this case, an, an illness... There's another film with Willem Dafoe, and I'm trying to think of the title. Oh my God. It's like The Hunter or The Hunted Spider-Man. or something. <laughs> it's Spider-Man. <laughs> that's the well, he's in New Zealand or Tasmania, rather, and he's hunting down the Tasmanian tiger, the thylacine, because its blood is poisonous or its blood uh, is a cure to something. I'm trying to remember the the details of this film, but it's, it's a, it was a much better version of what this is. It was more oh, okay. grounded, but it was, it made sense. It was linear and it, it didn't expect you to take wild leaps and bounds of, you know, out of your reality to accept what's going on in this film. It, it was grounded in reality. It's an easy way to say that. Right. So the movie takes place, the, the, the way it's shot, it's a series of flashbacks and some present day stuff. And the flashbacks jump around in time. There are some from when he killed Hitler. Uh, there are some from, you know, like the setup to when he was going to kill Hitler. There were some to when he came back uh, from the war and had uh, his, his, the love of his life had moved on, you know, kind of thing. It jumped around in time. It wasn't very linear in that respect, which made it a tad bit uh, hard to follow in some parts for me. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I got it. Like I, you know, I I was like, oh, this is he's a little older. He's got a mustache now. Uh, this is this is at, post this pre this, but it was still a little bit jarring. His whole thing was he was kind of having the PTSD and some flashbacks of when he uh, went to Germany infiltrated and and shot Hitler and was living with the regret I think of killing a person and it didn't really matter that he killed this person because like you said Toby things were already in motion they the German German government covered it up the US government covered up the assassination uh, they they put a, a Hitler double in there, maybe even multiple. Well, ones, they, I think he they points out said. multiple, which I'm like, yeah. ah, this is this is like a nicely seated conspiracy theorist. Like, if you know a ton of conspiracy theories, there's nice little nods in here, but yeah. none of those seeds grow to anything. So he's dealing with the regret. This is what I took from it anyway. He's dealing with the regret of having to have uh, having to kill a person having had killed a person and it didn't really matter. And then when he comes back, the girl, he was, uh, he, he, he was not brave enough to ask to marry him before he left. He was still working up the courage to get her to, to ask her to marry him. It was a weird scene where, where he, he goes, he gets down on one knee. She's, she's got her back to him. 
she keeps walking and, and says some line that I'm sure carries a lot of metaphor. Uh, and then they never get married. She moves away. If I'm under, if I remember correctly, it's try to keep up. Yeah. Right. She, she says, try to keep up. Um, and then she writes him letters. There's a scene where he, he shows him throwing what, what appear to be her letters to him away. And he's crying about it. So he's got all this, like the regret. She's dead. Too. killing the regret of the girl it's it's just and then and and he lives alone from then on you know that it, it sets up a lot of, of loneliness and like you said weariness and then the government shows up and they're like we need you to to do this for us we've got you know we we know that you're <laughs> it's a pretty good scene uh we we know that you're immune to this because you know your blood is different from everybody else's and he's like how do you have my blood and they're like we're the government you you were in the military. Of course we have your blood. <laughs> it's in a refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. And so then he he goes and, and does this. He tracks down the Bigfoot, he kills it, and and then he comes back. Well, no, then he he <laughs> <laughs> then he dies, right? He, they they show his his funeral, but then he shows back up for his brother, and then it's like and then he goes back to normal life. <laughs> what? <laughs> then he goes to a play. He faked his own death, and then he goes to a school play the next day, right. or whatever, <laughs> and th- and then goes back to his house. So, like that was that was, and then oh my gosh, I'm I'm kind of throwing it all out here, but like <laughs> you have to, then <laughs> you have to. Then he, he the whole movie, he's troubled by something in his shoe. He can't get out. Once once the Bigfoot stuff is done, once he kills. Uh, the Bigfoot and he himself has died. Then he's walking home from uh, then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back, but <laughs> he's no, 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 no. What's he keep walking going. back from? What's he walking back from? Well, wait, I'll, I, I have to, I have to keep on this roll. <laughs> he's walking and then he, he stops and he finally gets this little pebble out of his shoe. And then he's like, ah, there it is. And then he walks and the movie's done. So that's, that's metaphorical. Probably. Is this movie the pebble in your shoe? That's what I was thinking as well. (laughs) Pebble in his shoes, Bigfoot. What he's walking back from and what is set up at the beginning of the movie is is an interesting thing. It looks like, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like he is, there's a, a box, a wooden box under his bed that I'm just assuming is a gun and he's contemplating suicide. And he can't bring himself to do that. Well, when he dies, the brother puts that box in the grave. And then Sam Elliott's like, you know what? I'm going to go dig that, that box up. He gets the box back. That's when, that's when he finds the pebble in the shoe and stuff. So we can talk about what do you guys think was in the box? Because What's in the box? <laughs> that also made me feel like it was very Quentin Tarantino with the briefcase in a Pulp Fiction, I just expected him to open it and just like a gold light hit him, and you're like, "What's in that damn box?" Well, it's got to be an alien. Look at the title. What's what's the next logical step? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I didn't even think about it being a gun, but that makes a ton either. of sense. You you guys didn't think it was a gun? No, no, I thought it had something oh. to do with the girl. I yeah, I did too. I, I thought it had was the ring, or it could have been oh, military see, as well. The ring, yeah. So when it first came out, I thought for sure it was it was a gun. He was contemplating killing himself because his actions at that time in the present day stuff were like he's given away money. 
he's um uh he he finds a hundred dollar scratch off ticket and he just gives it back to the clerk and is like you know if nobody picks it up you keep it i don't i don't care by the way that's the most sane conversation between a clerk at a convenience store and a person with a lottery ticket I've ever seen. Uh, but all the stuffs to me, the signs pointed to, he was done. He wanted to hang it up. But when the movie was over and the fact that he dug it all back up and, and took it back made me think that he didn't actually throw all those letters away, that it was something else that he threw away you know, something important, but like that maybe he did save those letters from his, his gal. Right. I don't know. What did I, you guys think? I, I thought it was his, the ring he was going to ask her to marry him. And I just mm-hmm. kept it in there and he just didn't want to open it because it was a reminder of what he didn't do, which I, okay. During the scene where he gets down on one knee to propose to her and she keeps going. She says before that that she doesn't want to take him to the to the um to the train or doesn't want to go with him because she wants that night to be perfect. Mm. She wants to she she cannot bring herself. So that's why she probably knew 100% that's what he was doing. But she was like I can't live with myself if he dies during the war and you know all this. So I can't see him doing that cuz I will say yes. So I think that that's what that was implying was she knew what he was doing. She just wasn't uh-huh. giving him the chance because she didn't want to carry that burden. She didn't and she, face it. And yeah. she dies, by the way, I think a little bit after the war's over because there's a mention that she's going to take care of her sick mother. And then someone later says something about her dying. Yeah, I do remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, this movie is really brilliant because we're writing all everything that's in between the lines. We're writing it, and it's like, ooh, that's really good. The gun, and, the, and she didn't want to say this, yes. There's we're, why we're, this has a seventy three percent. So we're fi- we're fixing the movie, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, yeah, we are. They they just <laughs> I left do it open. Have a fix it section here coming up, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. Well, I just I think that it's there's just so much like like the whole lottery ticket scene. Like I didn't, I just thought, man, this this is. This is your Boy Scout, like Superman kind of uh, superhero. That's like, here, take this scratch off. Like, I, I have no need for it. You know, the guy tries to give him a dog treat. He wouldn't. He had. He had to pay for it. He yeah, wouldn't take I, it. I just was thinking that's that's all him set, setting up that this is the most genuinely nice good guy that's ever existed, and he's just a badass because there's a fight scene where he beats up a couple of, of thugs that are messing yeah. with him, and it just. I didn't think of any of that. So it's kind of making this movie different for me now, just thinking back on it now. And I almost want to watch it again with all this in, in mind now. Well, good thing you own it. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to him being a badass, the movie opens with him in a bar. It's him and a bartender with the weirdest dialogue I've ever heard. And he steps, <laughs> he steps outside and gets robbed by the most uh, cliche gang members of all time. And uh, basically, 80s D bags, 80s, really. 80s gang members. Yeah. So they're I'm pretty like, sure I saw cigarettes rolled up in one of their sleeves. A bunch of <laughs> a bunch of white kids with spiky hair, basically. So what it, what it boils down to is they they mug him, they take his wallet, and they like put a cigarette out on the picture, which nobody would do that. And then they try to steal his car, and that's when he loses it, and he he beats them all down with a pipe or something. I don't know what he has, but he he beats all four the of these twenty something. So it's clear that Sam Elliott or Calvin Barr is a badass. 
So we go throughout right. the whole movie knowing that he killed Hitler because they showed you like in the opening scene, and he beat up all these guys. We know he's he has these abilities. And they get him into Canada, and the first shot of the Bigfoot sequence is literally one second before he pulls the trigger and shoots Bigfoot in the head. There's yes. no... <laughs> We we I rented this movie to watch him hunt down Bigfoot, and he literally doesn't hunt down Bigfoot. It opens with Bigfoot one frame, and then they shoot him in the face, and then he runs away. That's it. That's it. Ellie. Okay, so Ellie, and me watch this. And by the way, she actually enjoyed this movie too. So Toby, you're not alone. Yes, she she really enjoyed it, and she also was the one that's like, "You're renting it for five bucks, just buy it for ten. She goes, I might want to watch it again. Double it. I, I know, exactly. <laughs> Double the money you're spending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And she thought her internet glitched. She went, she went, what did you do? And I'm like, nothing. And she goes, well, what just happened? And I'm like, he shot Bigfoot. And she's like, no, the where was the other stuff? So I was like, I'll rewind it, reround it, play. She's like, I just thought the internet messed up or something. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I had to rewind it too because I went to get a, like a drink or something. I went to the kitchen and I turned around and like he's already shot Bigfoot. I'm like, what just happened? I just saw him at the ring of fire, which I didn't understand why the fire was there. And now he's already shooting him. I was yeah. confused too. So he 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 picks out uh, his weapons, which is a brilliant scene and exactly what this movie needed to be the whole yeah. way through it. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he says that rifle, that scope. This knife. That's it's it. a That's wall it. of. It's a wall of weapons. It's a wall it's a of weapons. Huge Thank wall you. Yeah. of weapons. But if you look and at yeah. them, they're all ancient weapons. They're like guns yeah, from like, the well, early 1950s or a something. Kalashnikov. Yeah, yeah like uh, just, an old uh, military issue. Like I think I did see where this movie supposedly took place in the 80s. So I mean, yeah, it, you know, they it, wouldn't it's have to take like place. Yeah, but I um, think if the Canadian government and the United States government is giving him everything he needs in his disposal, they'd have more than a wall with some, you know, antique guns on it. I, but, I, the scene was badass, so I'll give you that. That was the scene the movie yeah, having needed. Said all, having said all that, the scene was exactly what the movie was sh- should have been, and there was like the zoom in, like the uh, Army of Darkness yes, zoom yes, in. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. And he had that little wink and that little that little grin. Yeah. yeah. And then it shows him like walking up to the ridge where there's the huge ring of fire that's that he has to get over to why would they not airdrop him in? Why did he have to walk I don't know. So <laughs> how did he walk through it? There's a guy in like a, a fire suit so good luck from here, buddy. No, no, like, no, no. It, it was a contamination suit. It was a contamination oh, okay. suit. It was a, yes, asked Either way, it's a wall and, of fire. He's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden it's a scope and a bang and, and you hear you see this figure throw its head back and and then run off and you're like was that the movie? The noises it makes. The, <laughs> the sounds. It sounds like a popple or some Muppet or something. You know That's what? The, literally the sound that it made. Like, come on. I know why he was picked, though. He's also not only is he immune to the Bigfoot virus, he's immune to fire. And that's how he got through. <laughs> <laughs> so then it starts a sequence. I'll, uh, uh. Let's let's take this opportunity because I can't I can't keep it anymore. Let's talk about what the Bigfoot looked like. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So, do you guys remember? Do any of you remember He Man? And he had the like the next iteration of bad guys, the Horde. Yeah. The Horde had this furry beast, Beast Man, wasn't his name? 
Uh, well, no, this was because Beast Man, I think, was the orange guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one was an actual like furry guy. Yes, I know. And he was about. like Hordor or whatever. He's like his <laughs> his henchman. Hodor? He was like literally furry. <laughs> it looks like the Bigfoot is the the bastard love child of that guy and Skeletor. <laughs> Grizzlor? Does that sound right? <laughs> Maybe. If you Google oh, if you Google oh. Grizzlor, it shows up, and it's yeah, that's what it looks like. By, by the way, um, to recap our previous thing, um, the movie is called The Hunter. Yes, The Hunter. With Willem Dafoe. And it is okay. a 2011 Australian film. Highly recommend Sorry, it. Sorry, but, but before we get on another tangent of let's double check this, I wanted to correct the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to say this now. If, if anyone ever goes... Oh, the Patterson Gimlin film. That's obviously somebody in a monkey costume. I'm going to point at this movie and be like, this movie was made like a year ago. And that looks like a guy in a costume. (laughs) I I like that's exactly right, Derek. That is him. That's the guy. Yeah. (laughs) There's one really great line, though, where he goes, he goes, is that just Toby? (laughs) Oh, come on now. (laughs) There's that one good line where he's like, well, Bigfoot doesn't even have big feet. Or he says something really ridiculous like that. I missed it. What? When was that? He was talking oh, on the walkie-talkie, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, that's and, right." And it doesn't really? even have big feet. Then he chucks his walkie-talkie into the lake because I that's mean, what you do. And then he goes after, and after you set a broken again. finger. After you set a broken finger. I. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we don't have to we we don't have to say every single scene, which I really want to do because. It's, <laughs> oh no no we like, we have to get to the one thing. Yeah, we do have to do the one. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, like, you know, he's he's hunting. I, I told Annie. Annie watched it with me, and we're both sitting there, like, mouths agape. Like, what is going on? And so, like, this this sequence, when he hunts the Bigfoot, which is one of the, you know, two, maybe two and a half most interesting parts of this movie. He is John Rambo, and the Bigfoot is like Brian Dennehy. <laughs> right? And so he he gets led off a, a cliff and breaks and breaks his finger, you know, like saving himself. And then he, you know, he gets on the radio, which they're like, "Well, we heard a shot. Did you get him?" And he's like, "Nope, yep, nope." I'll tell you when it's done. And then just trucks that that walkie-talkie into the river, and it's like, "You do it, Sam Elliott. You get him, yeah." Going back on the going back on the appearance of of the we'll call it the creature, the Bigfoot. They did make the, uh, they had these CGI eyes that that's the yeah, one part yeah. it did like, because, you know, if, if Bigfoot's a nocturnal creature, like everybody talks about him being, he oh, would have yeah. huge, he'd have huge eyes. So that part was kind of cool, but yeah, it was so scrawny looking. It was about six foot two, six foot three, maybe. <laughs> it was just barely taller yeah. than him. Buck 90, soaking wet. Uh, it, it wasn't very big and you could tell it was a guy in a suit and I actually did some some digging uh, after I watched it the second time and I watched some of the press junket that uh, Sam Elliott did and apparently the guy that wore the suit in the first five minutes of filming jumped off a rock and sprained his ankle to the point where he couldn't walk. Oh so that's why the remainder of the film is him wrestling around on the ground with this guy in a monkey suit practically and they had all this stuff planned out they didn't get to do. So a, a little a little bit there. To me, I would have found a replacement and put him in that suit instead of just kill the movie. Hey, but Bill. Bill, come here. Yeah. You fit in this suit? Just cool. grab the first PA you can see him, like get that kid in a suit. Let Sam Elliott beat up on him. Yeah. It was a weird like uh, mixture of like um real 
effects and CGI in there. Yeah. Uh, Real and it was, bad effects and CGI. I mean, yeah, I mean <laughs> and, I, and you know, maybe they're going for, maybe they were like, well, Bigfoot's sick. We have to make him a little emaciated. We have to make him look a little skinny or something. But I, I, I'm willing to forgive it. But it was, I mean, the face of it was pretty horrific. Like when they, when they showed the, the close-ups and stuff yeah. and the eyes sometimes they're like milky white and mm-hmm. it, it kind of had an alien a gray-esque kind of look to it sometimes kind of had like a skeletal look it was it was interesting <laughs> so so it hold had on no hold nose on. at all no so hold nose. on floor okay are, 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 are you saying that these uh creatures are bred by aliens it could be a hybrid. <laughs> it could have, interesting. Interesting. Could have, been made, could have been made to mine monoatomic gold. Ah. I don't so, know which part you guys are talking about that you're saving, but are you talking about the part where he stabs it at the end? And then what he does in... Okay. I, I, oh, no. Wait. And then where it's just full. That's what I'm bad. talking about. Okay, I'm backing out of it. Then I'll let David spoil this one. He's like a little girl. He looks. He looks like uh, uh, Stefan from SNL right now. David does. He's so excited. (laughs) (laughs) He's just squealing over there. So, okay. So, like, they got me. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. They had me in the first half when he finally tracks down the Bigfoot. He's laying on. He's like he 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 sees Bigfoot die. Right. He lays a bunch of sticks around him. He feels bad for killing it. Like the thing, the thing like is like, and then it dies. And he's like, oh, what have I done? You know, now I've cried. Yeah, he cries. He holds his hand and cries. Manly tears. So he, he builds this like makeshift funeral pyre. He lights it. All of a sudden the Bigfoot's like, it like jumps up and like just completely wrecks, uh, you know, Sam Elliott in, in the ensuing scenes. He. Uh, he 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 breaks his arm. It, it gets oh real God. graphic real quick. Yeah, that, the arm break got me. I was like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he breaks Sam Elliott's arm. He wrestles him around. Sam Elliott, like, I think he he gets a shot off. He and then he he's got him on the ground. Sam Elliott stabs him, and then the Bigfoot just SNL projectile vomits. Oh yeah. SNL projectile vomits onto Sam Elliott into his mouth everywhere. And I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> what has this turned into? Look, this entire movie is a roller coaster. I, I told Zanger this. It's a roller coaster. Like, it's all like, oh, the anticipation. You're going up, you're going up. Oh, there's a little dip with the Hitler stuff. And then you're going up, and then you're going up. And then that's when you hit all the curves and the twists and the loops and everything. And then you <laughs> and then slow you're puking. And then you and then you slow down at the very end of the movie and it's just a slow like okay, we're getting close to getting off this ride. Thank you for riding this ride with us. Please keep your hands inside. Grab your belongings and leave the roller coaster and you're like, "No, just in. I'm I'm ready to get off." You're right. So I understand that. You're not wrong. I get that. It's it's almost like the night before that scene, the night before they shot that scene, like the producer's in the trailer with Robert, the director, and he's like, you know, I just got a hold of a vomit machine. We ought to use that thing tomorrow. Like, can we put it in somehow? Like, can we? I got we this new vomit, vomit cannon. Or? He's like, I got you. You already paid for it. Might as well use it. It's just, just because they had it, it had to go into film. Is how that yeah. felt. Like, just no, there was, there's no reason for any of that. Like, I mean, it was whatever. I mean, it was effective. We're talking about it, but at the same time, it's oh, and like, then he bites his ear off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about 
almost forgot. I, I had to rewind it to see what it was. I was like, was it a finger? What was that? Well, he spit it, was it out ear. after he, well, that yeah. was part of what he puked out, I think, was the finger, because they show it on the ground. Or the, I'm sorry, the ear, not the finger. Uh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> May as well be a finger. Who cares at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so then he shoots it. He lays down, because he's, he's, a, he's a broken heap at this point, because Bigfoot's just kind of wrecked him. And then and then it goes to like the brother of of Sam Elliott's character, and then they they have a funeral for Sam Elliott, and then the brother's out fishing, and Sam Elliott walks up, and <laughs> what he's about not this? Dead. What about this scene? Because his brother's a a a, a, a he cuts barber. hair. Barber. He's a barber, uh, and the, he's cutting this kid's hair, and the dad is the kid's dad is there, and he's like, "Yeah, I heard your brother died." And he's just like being an asshole through the whole thing, and he's just cutting his hair. And he's like, "Yep, he died." (laughs) It's it's just a really weird scene. Like I was like, "This is about to lead to something." The brother's about to snap or do something. Nope. And then he goes fishing. (laughs) You know what's weird? (laughs) I don't snaps. (laughs) I don't know if you guys caught this, but you know the flashback scene where they're at dinner, and the girl—I can't remember what her name was. Uh, I was looking on my sheet here. Maxine, I think, was her name. They were at dinner, and he said, oh, it's about time we had our, our real first date. But it looked like they'd been dating for months. He was going to propose to her, like, in minutes yeah. from then. Yeah. So that whole thing was weird. But anyway, uh, at a certain point, she's a teacher, and the parents of her one of her students comes by and interrupts the, the, uh, the proposal. And the guy, if you notice, the guy looks extremely similar to the guy that shows up in the barbershop later. Oh, so I'm wondering oh. if it's like that's the kid that they were talking about. He's now grown up and he has his own kid. I don't know what the point of all that is, but the two actors looked very similar. One of them was from Dead- hmm. Deadwood, one of the guys from Deadwood. And, and I was going to look up who the other guy was, but I couldn't even tell you what his name was or, or anything. <laughs> but uh, The brother was, yeah. has been in stuff. But Larry Miller sure. is the brother. You'd remember yeah. him from like... Um, Ten things I hate about you. He was uh, the yeah. the father on that. He, he's yeah. a he's a big comedian, especially in the nineties. Uh, and Ron Livingston's in this as well for like two hot minutes, right? As the uh, the government agent whose whose name whose character name is Flag Pin because that's what he's got on his lapel. Oh. Somebody watched the <laughs> X Files, methinks. <laughs> I don't know. And after he comes back. Well, so in, in that barbershop scene, it sounded like the, the guy who was giving the brother a hard time was going to be like a conspiracy nut. He was going to be like, I I heard that your brother died hunting Bigfoot. Is that true? You know, like, and it was going to go somewhere from there or something. That's, it did it have did. that feel to it. It had yeah. that exact feel to it. And then and then he's just a dick to him the whole time. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. Yeah. Didn't really go anywhere. And um and Sam Elliott shows back up, and I'm like, okay, so he's not dead. Or is he a ghost? And it wasn't until he went to the damn school play of his niece <laughs> that I was like, okay, he's not a ghost. But this is, is weird, he? right? <laughs> but he's still supposed to be dead and probably shouldn't be but in he, public. Right? You know what? And then goes you know, back to his own house. I'm going to throw out one more ridiculous theory to make this movie fun. Is this is his brother a complete imagination? Like the younger brother, is this what he would imagine his brother would have been like if he would have came back from the war? And you're just not seeing it. You're not seeing much of the the little brother. Does that make sense? 
Like, he's know. got this... I wouldn't be surprised. No, the brother's real, because he had to give him that dinosaur figure. I mean, at that point, yeah, I don't know what's what's real and what's not. I think there's something not real in this movie. That's all... I, that's that's my conspiracy theory for this movie. <laughs> Something's not real. Something yeah. somewhere. What about the toy dinosaur? That... Well, yeah, what type of dinosaur was that, David? <laughs> Oh, oh, it looked like a brachiosaurus. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> there's, we've talked about a lot of crazy scenes in this film, but there's one scene that I can't get out of my head, and it's the shaving scene. You guys oh know no, what I'm I was going to bring about. it up later. That out was of cool. Nowhere. Okay, Toby liked it. Toby, get out of here. I liked it. I thought it was just a weird, <laughs> well, tell, a weird. Tell us, tell us what happened, Toby. Okay, Sum it up so is this what happens to you when you get a shave? Is that why you don't shave? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't so, get cursed. Uh, <laughs> this guy has this straight razor, and he's telling the story about like how uh, if 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 you get a shave from someone uh, and you you announce that it's a special shave, the blood if you bleed it it tells the prophecy of what's going to happen. So he's on his mission to kill Hitler. And this guy is like, if I'm, if I'm, and the whole time he's talking and he's like, if I'm steady, if my hands are steady and I don't cut you, you will fail. But if I try to cut you, we're both cursed. So if I, if I intentionally mess this up to make sure you fail, I'm also cursed. So he's like giving all these rules of how this thing works. And he gives them a real nice clean shave. And he goes, you're going to fail your mission. And then he gets his uh, straight razor and he gives him a little cut behind the ear and he goes behind the same ear that got bitten off. Oh, good call. The synchronicities. So- <laughs> 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 call back. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he says you're going to fail. Or, uh, I guess I guess because he did bleed. Uh, his mission was going to be successful because that was the whole thing. If he bled. But he was cursed. But he was cursed. Right. So, like, if it's an inadvertent cut, he would have good luck. And if it, but if he tried to do anything on purpose or anything like that, he'd be cursed. Right. right? Yes. So he did and it on purpose. But the man wanted to make sure that he had good luck for his mission coming up. Of and the man Hitler. was a, a Russian. This was right before, right before he went on his assassination mission. With an um, American and, accent, I'll point out. He did not have a Russian accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> he had some kind of accent, but it, yeah, it was, it was yeah. real light, and it certainly wasn't Russian. <laughs> so I just want to point out two things real quick. Um, actually, there's a few things. Um, one, <laughs> the like gizmo he puts together to shoot Hitler. Holy cow. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> that, is, that is actually really cool. T- tell us about it. Um, oh, no. It's okay. So. Is that the beginning of the movie? Yeah, it has to be at the beginning of the movie because of the Nazi watch. Um, <laughs> during one of the flashbacks, he gets there and he puts a ton of stuff on the table because they're he's going to go see Hitler and he's being like, basic, they're not searching him, they're just telling him to put everything on the table and there's like a flask, there's a pen. Like a, t- a pen, a ton of random stuff. And then as he's walking up to see Hitler, he's like putting, like he's getting something out of his shoe and He's like putting together like this makeshift gun and it's super cool because it's like you you never get a good look at it too is the other thing. There was a Clint Eastwood movie in the early 90s uh, where he played a secret service agent and he had to stop John Malkovich, John Malkovich from shooting the president with a gun that he snuck into a banquet the same way. And yeah. he's putting it together under the table and it's like all made out of like plastic pen pieces and stuff. 
So, yeah. you know, it, there, that scene's been done before. Uh, it's kind of cool with the Hitler thing. They used a, a Nazi belt buckle or flask. It was a flask. Yeah, there's flask, a flask. It's a suppressor. Yeah, it's like a um, silencer, yeah. There's something in the dog, the, the dog leash that he takes out, too. Like, he's grabbing stuff from all over his body. He, it he's seems got a secret like, compartment in his in shoe his that shoe. he flips out, and he's yep. pulling, I guess, the bullets out of that. I don't know what that was. It, he does it so fast and shuffles it around. You're just like, what's going on? He's building something. He does obviously. like the like, like like the goose step thing to clap the thing closed on the boot. Then he just shoots Hitler. I mean, it's it, it just this build up to where it's like just Hitler sitting there and he's dead. Now was Hitler sick? He seemed like he was like coughing or something. Shaken. I I think that is a historical fact. I think Hitler did suffer from something, didn't he? Uh, stomach issues, if I remember correctly. Also, I feel like the actor was too short. I thought Hitler was taller for some reason. I think Hitler was pretty short, wasn't he? He was yeah, like I don't five think was. five oh, or God. something. Now, now I got to Now I got to find this out. Now I'm gonna get... It's just it's just because you look up to him, singer. Yeah, but then... sure. The Jewish kid looks up <laughs> to Hitler. Oh, <laughs> um, so and and then I don't know if we ever explained this, but at at one point when he's putting the stuff on the desk and he's so he he dresses up as an SS officer. Uh, and he goes in the place where Hitler is. Huh. And at, at one point when he's so he's average. Yeah. So um at one point when he um when he goes in there, there's another officer that I think it was another one that comes in and, and he like looks at his watch and then it shows a picture of the watch. <laughs> it's it's a regular watch in all respects, except the hands of it are a swastika. <laughs> and it doesn't make how do you and tell there's time? There's no way to tell time with a watch. It's, it's, with just spinning. it's, it's just spinning. seconds. It's just a spinning swastika. <laughs> so that's why it's like, well, what time is it? It's Nazi, Nazi time. time. <laughs> oh, so All there, day, one, every day. There's one other scene I wanted to point out. It was just random. And I'm like, what's the point of this? So remember where he's hunting Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah. And then the owl lands. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. That was he's like, hi, owl. And it like, flies <laughs> off. Yeah. Bye, owl. <laughs> I just said the entire scene. That, like that, 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 that was it beginning to end. Also, gonna point this out now. I didn't like they cast a young version of Sam Elliott because I feel like the guys look that way since he's been a child. I like, <laughs> came out with the mustache and looking like an old man. Well, there's a big problem with that. They use uh, what was his name? Aiden Turner is the actor that they use for Calvin yeah. Barr when he's younger. And they start off, he's clean shaven, and then he has a full beard, and then he has a weird, like, porn mustache. He (laughs) he has all these different looks, and I was pretty confused. I'll be honest with you. I'm like, is this the same guy that we saw in the Hitler scene? Like, who who the hell is this guy? And it took me half the movie to figure out that that was young Calvin. I mean, I had had my assumptions, but nothing was verified until halfway through the film. Oh, also, I'm going to point out they cheaped out. Did you realize that there was like barely any German spoken? There was no speaking in any of those Russian, or I'm sorry, those German flashbacks. Because I don't think they could have gotten anyone to translate or tell them what to say in German. Because a lot of it was just pointing and gesturing. And I'm like, you seriously going to have nobody talk? And the only thing he said was something Furline to the girl. Which is thank you, Furline. Thank you, ma'am. I'm like, because I was sitting there watching. I'm like, why is nobody talking? Did they seriously not get an actor to know German enough to at least say something? I was saving this for the fix-it portion of, of this roundtable. <laughs> okay. Because th- that could have gone a long way 
Just add some sort of narration over these scenes or give this guy some dialogue. Let us know what's happening early on so we're not so confused through the first half of the movie. And then we can stomach the second half that's god awful. Yeah. Let's let's fix it. Fix it I'm now. with you. Let's let let's let's move on to the How would you fix uh, a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot from this story of uh, a man that is brilliantly portrayed by Sam Elliott, but is tragically is in pretty this much, movie. Pretty much two to three different movies in one, in my opinion. How would you guys do it? My first move would be to gut the romantic stuff. Uh, you can you can have it in flashbacks a little bit here and there, like just the fact that he's troubled, like she existed, he's troubled, she's mentioned a few times. You can be super subtle about it. You don't have to hit us over the head with 25-minute flashbacks like they did. Uh, that would go a long way. And then and replace that with some action scenes. Show him tr- maybe doing a training montage or something before he goes to Canada. Anything that lives up to the poster, lives up to the name, lives up to the premise of the film. Uh, that would be my first thing is to cut that out and give us some action. And there's got to be something. And it doesn't even have to be with Sam Elliott. It could be with something else. Disguise it. Do something. You know, have have a military expert spend two days with him in the field. And it's like, oh, Show he's going to be here. that failed with Bigfoot. Yeah, anything. He found a team, like a slaughtered team or something. Who the hell knows? Anything that's just more interesting than just cut straight to a scope and then a dead Bigfoot. Like, give it, give us what we paid to see. Toby, what about you? I think a more clear story like it was all over the place. And and we talked about this movie all over the place, which just makes perfect sense for this <laughs> movie. <true. laughs> but it's it is it's there's no particular order. It's almost it's almost like they, they cut all the scenes that they wanted to use and then they just put it in a randomizer almost. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think you I like that. He was just an off character and he he there was something about him. He was lonely. He was depressed, whatever it was. I just think that you could have shown more of him being a badass. So it's more believable when he gets this Bigfoot battle. And if they showed more of the Bigfoot battle, I think it would have been a lot more interesting. Cut out. You could have cut out a lot of his day to day routine stuff like. Yeah. You could have even cut out the whole section with the brother because it ended up being completely pointless. Because there's a, there is there's too much going on. It just needed a a more focused like okay, this man is extraordinary. This man has is special for whatever reason. Whether it's this medicine that the government has given him, there's something with the medicine, or uh, you know because he's killed Hitler. Maybe have him go on a couple of other adventures. Maybe he skydives into uh, wherever. Yeah, I don't know. Like that just make agent him- says stuff about like oh well you know. My father used to tell stories about you, and then they got weirder. It's like, what was killing Hitler? Like, where did you start with the story and end then? Because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you started with killing Hitler <laughs> and then ended with, yeah, and then he killed Hitler. Yeah, I, I think just more adventures of like what he did, because that can't be the only thing this badass did. You know, like there had to been more stories. I don't know. Just say and more focused, I guess, focus on him and, and throughout the years instead of the love story, the brother, just like, let's focus more on him and then, you know, actually show a better Bigfoot encounter and how he found it. I want to see I wanted him to be like Wolverine, basically, and like 
smelling twigs and being like, okay, he moves south from here. That's what they should have showed us, yeah. Yeah. It's stuff that didn't make sense, you know? They said he was an amazing tracker because of, like, he was able to find out which one was the real Hitler. And, you know, he followed them and did all this stuff. And it's like, you never saw him doing that. He was walking a dog through Germany. Oh, my God. I love the sequence when he when he uh, leaves the Russians. He leaves them in a forest. He's got a backpack and a German shepherd. And the next scene, he's like in the back of a truck, right? The back the back of a, a yeah. pickup truck uh, with some chickens and the dog. And he's driving and he's being driven down. The next scene, uh, he's in a boat, you know, being rowed <laughs> down a river. And I turn to Annie and I'm like, what's next? Him on a train? Next scene, he's on a damn train. <laughs> I screamed. I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, so I, I actually watched it with Sarah, and she hated it but loved it at the same time. Like, she ripped on I've never seen a rip on a film like this. And, <laughs> you know, throughout the movie, Sam Elliott's character is old and rickety. He could barely stand up, and, he, you know, he's old, and his mustache barely moves when he talks. And <laughs> that's just Sam Elliott. And at the and and at the Bigfoot sequence, he's freehanding a, a a rock wall, like a four five hundred foot high wall. He's climbing up that thing. He's just mm-hmm. doing all kinds of stuff that I couldn't do at forty years old. There's no way in hell Sam Elliott's doing it. Whatever he is, seventy five, eighty. Like it's just right. it's just I'll unrealistic. It and and that's a bad thing to pick on. But it was so blatant that. You know, they're like, oh, well, look how badass he is. He's climbing up this mountain. But they, like Toby said, they didn't show us anything else that made us think that he was capable of any of this. 74. There we go. Real life. I feel like that's young. Well, yeah, but I don't know how old the character is. If it was mid 80s and he no, was. No, I'm just saying in general. I, like yeah. I said, I do feel that that man has not aged in years. Like, he's just <laughs> been an old man. <laughs> You know, y'all say that y'all watch this with y'all significant other. I also watched it with Kristen and the entire time, like she was into it for about 10 minutes. And then I kept looking over and she was just playing on her phone, playing a pool game on her phone, Uh, not even paying attention. Smart girl, smart girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's one of the lucky ones. (laughs) Justin, how would you fix it? Do we haven't heard from you yet? Okay. Um, I would have this be Sam Elliott at that bar flashback recounting him killing Hitler. Oh, yeah. And then, as soon as he kills Hitler, the door opens and Bigfoot walks out. And he's like, so we meet again. (laughs) (laughs) Bigfoot was in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah. I heard what you said about killing Hitler. He was my father. (laughs) And he's like, so we meet. And then then this old man, Sam Elliott, fights Bigfoot in the bar. So so it's just a, a bar brawl? <laughs> it's Roadhouse. <laughs> it's Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse. <laughs> Sam Elliott was in Roadhouse. We've been full circle. <laughs> I, I, there. I, I, that, that, that's, that's the thing. This movie, beside, it's, it's a weird, I'm like, I swear this is one of those things to where, as we all have shown, you get different things from this. There's, yes, the Bigfoot stuff, but there's also this weird metaphorical thing that's going on with his shoes or that box or whatever mm-hmm. else. So I feel like that, that that's why this has a weird high tomato rating and that it got all these awards is that there's something deeper that us going into it being assholes are not picking up on. <laughs> or, or I think that maybe the filmmakers thought too hard about a lot of this stuff and they didn't actually That's explain that we never we never got an explanation as to what the box was what the shoe deal was unless the it medicine. was the stop and tie the shoes she said that she's like oh we'll just 
pretend like you how did it go Pre- you know next time we see each other we'll just pretend you stopped to tie your shoes your and shoe something and when I don't you know. look up i'll be there or something yeah like that. it was yep. so dumb it's hard to explain but uh <laughs> does that have something to do with why he's always digging in his shoe i i don't i don't follow i yeah, just man don't. needs to see a cobbler <laughs> i took it as i took it as some kind of metaphor for him finally facing something in his life and once he is able to face it, and I don't know if that means that uh, he's he's happy now that he's perceived to be dead. Uh, he faced, <laughs> but he lives in his same house. I, like there's something he came to terms with, and that was getting the pebble out of his shoe. Like there's some connection and a metaphor there, and I'm just I'm kind of like could be a couple of things. <laughs> so so what you're saying, sir, is if I get a rock stuck in my shoe the only logical conclusion is go kill bigfoot yeah yeah face it and not try to just get the pebble out of my shoe yeah you you got to face your bigfoot that's okay. that's the thing I, we we all have our bigfoots we all have our ring of fire <laughs> we did, have to go face them did anybody look at this film as like a really terrible sequel to forrest gump <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole time I'm watching it, that's literally all I could think is like, he's just Forrest Gumping his way through this whole thing. I mean, he's supposed to be this awesome, you know, highly trained military guy. But we, like I said, a hundred times, we didn't see that. So to me, it's just some strange, borderline goofy guy. I mean. Kind of bumbles his way through his relationship. Like he's very nervous. And yeah. Yeah. What he supposedly has in courage and bravery uh, and militarily he lacks all that when it comes to the girl, you know? Well, he also lacks it when it comes to getting in his car late at night because you'd think somebody trained with that, those kind of skills would notice four guys walking up on him as he's keying into his car. Yeah, since he is a, you know, he, he's, yeah. he is going to hunt down Bigfoot, but he didn't notice the four guys. Yeah, that makes sense. So... <laughs> I just shrugged my shoulders. What are you gonna? <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do? I, I agree with all you guys. Of us are like, shrugging our shoulders. <laughs> um, that's kind of yeah. This movie is kind of just like a shoulder shrug. Like all the elements are there, but you got to deliver on what you promise. Yeah. Right. And like you can't you can't do that when it's less than a quarter of the movie. Let's do it this way. Why don't we go around? Everybody sum it up in like a sentence or two. What your overall thought of of what this film was or, or could have been or, you know, what did you walk away thinking about this film? David, why don't you start that off? Well, I'll, I'll do both for you. I'll do a, I'll do a sentence and then I'll, I'll tell you some final thoughts, I guess. Overpromised, underdelivered. That's what I, I came away with. And I agree. I think it needed to be this movie needed to be army of darkness yeah. uh it needed to have that sense of like fun and realism but also like horror and and gritty action it needed to not take itself as seriously as it did and that's why i think we we've got at least two to two and a half uh different movies in this this film uh, i think sam elliott did a terrific job with what he was given but this was like crazy heart meets army of darkness in a way like it was just two movies kind of smashed together i wanted to see the scenes where he was picking out the weapons there was the zoom in where he was where he was going to dig up the box after it got buried with his supposed you know remains and there was the zoom in on the shovel there was the zoom in on the, you know like it was that was the army of darkness stuff and like 
the the stuff that I loved was the actual like sequence with him going after Hitler. That was that was very compelling to watch. The hunt for Bigfoot, even though it starts with the, even though it starts with him shooting Bigfoot, like what followed was him tracking him being Rambo, him finding fighting Bigfoot, getting his ear bit off. Like all that is compelling. It needed to find a way to to have those two sequences married with more action and more development of him in between but not the development that it gave us. So to tell you the truth, in the end, I I appreciated the movie for being original. It was a series of very well-done scenes. They were just, like you said, Toby, randomly put together in a way, uh, and some of the scenes didn't need to be with some of the other scenes. So, and and one final thing, uh, I really appreciated the animal work in this movie. The dogs were great. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That dog was awesome. Zinger, you want to take a turn? Sure. Um, I sum up the movie in one sentence. Uh, the man who killed, I mean, the man who killed Hitler then like went through his life doing absolutely nothing but taking pills and sitting around and then killed the Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, technically, the movie gave us its title. It just, there was a lot in between the two. Yeah. Or, or in a this lot. case, there was nothing between the two. Well, a lot of film you have to watch. <laughs> Just somebody getting old. It's okay. The movies, the movie is not what you expect it to be from the title at all. But I'm sure it's a, it's an interesting bio, like not biopic, an interesting character piece on something that we're metaphorically not reading into. I'm excited that uh, missing links out though, so I'm looking forward to seeing that because I don't feel that would disappoint me. <laughs> Toby, what are your thoughts? Uh, I still think Quentin Tarantino would have really done something special with this. He uh, couldn't, script. Toby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna poo-poo your idea real quick. No, though. I he think he already did in Glorious Bastards. He already killed Hitler once. I know, but he, the the dialogue would have been. I know, I know a lot of no, people. No, it would have just been pointless conversations about no, medicine. No, but that's that's the thing with Quentin Tarantino. He gives you a lot of dialogue. It's just a lot of everyday life. It's supposed to be the calm right before a big storm. That's why in every Quentin Tarantino movie, it goes just haywire right close to the end, and then you have the the slowdown to like let your uh, your heart stop heart stop beating so fast is what I've heard him say in an interview or something like that. He wants that calm after the storm too. So he wants it to be a chaotic, and I think that he could have pulled it off to where there's you get a little bit of chaos with Hitler dying, and then it's calm, and then it's chaotic again, and then I don't know. It it just seemed like this director is a fan of Tarantino and wanted to uh, do something similar. I I just I really wish this would have been a more of the old man Logan kind of story where he was a badass and. He is an old man. You can show all that and just he's got he's been on all these crazy adventures. Show some of that. And then, OK, this is the last one. This is the last thing I'm going to do. Don't call me again. Been more of a badass. That's what I would have wished for. I don't think it was terrible. I thought there was a lot of fun things to think about, especially uh, with conspiracy theories and uh, cryptozoology with the the cryptid being sick which i didn't know there was another movie that was very similar to that idea but i like that because i never thought about that i I really was like huh what if a a cryptid what if mothman is sick and it just starts 
uh, infecting everyone. Like, you can't stop it. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I liked it. I, I know that's not popular <laughs> with us four, but I, I liked it because it was just so out there and different from anything else I've ever seen before. I will completely agree with you that it was out there and different. It, 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 that's the one thing it did right. Well, that and it looked fine. Like the the direction it was look, fine. The nice. performances yeah. were okay. Elliot was great. The other ones, uh, Livingston was okay. Uh, yeah. Larry Miller seemed weird. I love Larry Miller, but he seemed weird in this. I agree. Do you remember though in in the first scene that he's uh, that we find out like Samuel Elliot goes in to the barber shop. He's like, did you get your hair cut from somebody else? He's like, yeah. And he's like, come here, I'll, I'll, I'll trim your hair or whatever. And then like the next, uh, the, the next sequence, he's like, well, you know, Sam Elliott, because I'm your brother, we do this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> I turned to Annie. I'm like, what is this? An improv scene? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> is that the writing? Really? <laughs> that's, it's what it all boils down to is that's the problem with this film is bad writing. The story is great. This guy should have had a ghostwriter, should have had somebody do a polish, do something to, to clean this thing up. And Toby, you're 100% right. I think Quentin Tarantino would have tore this thing up. Robert Rodriguez would have tore this thing up. Oh, yeah. Just anybody that can that fill that silence with some good, good, interesting dialogue and then punch up those action scenes. Like, let's see the action people are, are wanting to. I, I know I'm a broken record. But if you look at movies like uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, which I can't remember if that was Rodriguez or if that was Tarantino Rod- that directed Rodriguez. it. Rodriguez. It was Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, uh, was it Tucker and Dale versus Evil? was another horror film that was, or I guess action horror, it was had the comedic element. They did that really well. Or Black Dynamite, Bubba Hotep. There's all kinds of these mm-hmm. these films where uh, they don't take themselves seriously, like you too. said. Yeah, exactly. Like you yeah. said, David, they don't take themselves seriously, and that's what allows them to be fun. And this one was the opposite of that. It wasn't fun. And so yeah. I guess my line would be, what a shame. Because, <laughs> because this... <laughs> The story was so good. It had Sam Elliott in it, Bigfoot, killing Nazis, like all my favorite stuff. And I have no desire to even think about this film again, let alone watch it. I think that's perfect. What a shame. Because I, I feel like it was, it almost was at that peak of being like, yeah, this was badass, but it just missed on a, a bunch of steps. So what yeah. a shame is the perfect way to, to sum it up. I watched a few reviews of this after I watched it the second time, and uh, one I can't remember who said this, but one of the guys said uh, they watched the trailer and they thought, oh, okay, this is going to be so good because the trailer's terrible. They didn't show anything, so they're holding yeah. all the good stuff back for us to watch in the film. <laughs> and little did he know, fools. <laughs> none of that was ever in the film to begin with. So what you saw in the trailer is exactly the action you see. In, in fact, if you guys want to watch the film, watch the extended trailer. Save yourself an hour and five to ten bucks. <laughs> that's my that's my final comment. <laughs> can, can can I can I change mine real quick for my box blurb to just be a, the fever dream of Alex Jones put to film. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, there was no gay frogs, <laughs> but there was goblin vomit. That's what was in the <laughs> that's what was in the box, guys? We figured it was it a out. gay frog. The gay frogs yeah, in the box. Gay- <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, wow. Well, so that uh, that'll do it then for us for the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Uh, what What do you guys think? Worth a watch uh, if people have it. If people listen to this and they're they're <laughs> contemplating watching it, uh, yes Rent or it. no? Uh, wor- worth it. worth watching. 
Toby no. says one, yes. One rent. There's just rent no... it. Don't buy it. That's It's too much to buy. Rent it. Three bucks. Buy watch, it. watch the trailer and then go watch The Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that that is accurate. I, I, I second that. Just go do that. I would say I would say don't spend money on it. I would say wait till it's <laughs> streaming for free somewhere. Yeah. And then fast forward through all the romantic stuff that's unnecessary, the old man stuff that's unnecessary. Yeah, like literally watch The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. That's all you need to watch in this. <laughs> you know what? If you just fast forward just those two scenes, I don't think you would I don't think you would miss out on anything. Like you wouldn't be like, well, what's going on? Why is he killing Bigfoot? Yeah. Why is he kill doesn't need to be explained. Because it never explains why he kills Hitler. Like why he is the guy. But whatever. Like I said, there's a very good film of him dealing with all that stuff in there. It just doesn't need to be the same film as the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. That's <laughs> that's all there is. So Anyways, I just thought of this. He should have been portrayed as like the most interesting man in the world. Like the, the Dosa Keys guy. Like he, that's how he should have been portrayed. And part of the problem here with this story, and I'm just now realizing this, is he's too humble. The guy killed Hitler. Like go tell everybody at the bar you killed Hitler. Like we don't want a humble hero in this situation. We want the guy that Mm. killed Hitler to be like Captain America. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) he's, He's the one that stops bar fights, or he's the one that saw an old lady get yeah. pushed and squealed to a stop and beat up the perpetrator. Like, he doesn't do any of that stuff. He's sad that he killed Hitler. Like, that's 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 a quick way to ruin a hero, to make him cry because he killed Hitler. And that's exactly what this film did, and that's, that's one of my biggest problems looking back on it is that you have arguably the most evil man to ever exist on the planet, and here is our our main character who's supposed to be this world-class, awesome, badass, dangerous guy, and he's crying because he killed Adolf Hitler. That pretty much sums up the film for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm callous. I don't know. But to me, like, I, if I killed Hitler, you guys would all know about it. I would, have a post, <laughs> I would have a poster with the gun I used, and I would autograph it, send every one of you a copy. Like, <laughs> we, we know, Derek. We know, Derek. You killed Hitler. Just let's talk, let's talk let about something go, else. Let it go. Let it go. I but can't make it to your monthly bash. <laughs> you just throw a party for yourself. I just, want yeah. sh- I, just, I just want you to have a shirt now that says, Who killed Hitler? This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's two thumbs. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> and a bent uh, pinky. Well, cool. Well, we've got uh, we've got a few movies on our short list for uh, uh, other things to discuss, um, and it's fun doing doing these topics. And yeah. um, we've gotten some pretty good feedback uh, about them. So I, I think I'd like to keep doing them in the near future, at least. So let's see, uh, Derek. Why don't you start us off and make sure to point everybody where to find your stuff? That's non roundtable and non bashing <laughs> on uh, bad movies. If you're still interested in my opinions and what I have to say after <laughs> after this hour long segment, uh, you can find Monsters Among Us basically anywhere you can find podcasts. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, I do a terrible job of of updating either of those, but our Facebook group is huge. So go on Facebook, search monsters among us podcast and check us out. You can uh, check out the secret transmission podcast. We do conspiracies and all that good stuff. Uh, in a satire way, uh, we're on all the major podcasting platforms, Instagram and Twitter at secret Transpod, And I also have a retro video game podcast called secret levels. Go uh, check that out. It's all on all the same major podcasting platforms. 
So, yeah, if you like old video games, yeah. Zanger's been on it a couple of times, unfortunately. <laughs> I need to find another sequel to do. You guys did Tony Hawk 2 without me. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, he, he, Zanger only comes on for uh, games that have a 2 in them. So he's got to be... <laughs> He's got to pick uh, sequels. Um, of course, you can find me on uh, my podcast, Zingness, where we talk uh, comic book, comic books, video games, movies, anything pop culture and fun. And you can also find me talking Star Wars on Knights of Vader. Of course, you can find both of those on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, I was just on uh, a Zing This, where we yes, were talking were. about the movie Thor, which was a very fun conversation. Yes, and in my... In my um, watching of the Cinematic Universe of Marvel, I had to take a break to watch this movie. So um, <laughs> my next movie I got is um, Captain America Civil War. Almost there, guys. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, Zinger's going through all the movies uh, leading up to all of them. Endgame, uh, which is a, a monumental task, a, a superhero feat in itself. Uh, and we talked to, talked about Thor, which was fun. So good time please check out everybody's podcast and don't forget uh, to head over to blurryphotos.org to check out my back catalog of uh, 200 and almost 30 some odd shows now um i'm catching up on you yeah yeah <laughs> there's a uh, blurry photos uh, podcast of facebook instagram and blurry underscore photos on twitter you guys can find all that stuff just search ev- everything anything anywhere anytime uh thanks for talking to me everybody Thanks again to Derek, Toby, and Justin for talking to me about that movie. Make sure to check out their shows and give them some love. Don't forget about AlienCon, where I'll be moderating a panel on UFOs in podcasting on Friday, June 21st at 10.20 a.m. I I think I said it was 10.30 previously. It's actually 10.20 because, you know, edgy. Check out thealiencon.com for more info. Again, Friday, June 21st, 10.20 a.m. Special thanks to Cheryl, Randy, and Ryan for the kind emails, and to Ryan for supporting me on coffee.com. That is always appreciated. Thank you, Ryan. If you'd like to keep my coffee cup filled, go to coffee.com slash blurryphotos, that's ko-fi.com, and send me some love there. Dark, unsweetened, no-cream love. Thanks also to Squamous Studios and their game Arkham Relic Hunt for sponsoring this episode. I'll have links to find out more about this awesome tabletop card game in the show notes and on Facebook. For this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David. It was me. I was in the box all along. Laura. Till next time. Blurry Photos.